What's going on, y'all? This is Tori Smith back for another episode of Trending Thoughts. Now, it's been a break. Y'all know sometimes I get a little busy, maybe a little bit lazy, but we're back. And I had to wait for the special time to jump on. And there is no better moment than right now with my brother, my friend Carson Wentz, being traded to the Indianapolis Colts. And I thought it was only right that we brought on one of the biggest Eagles fans that I know, Adam Vasquez from Herd Pods, to come and cry on this podcast. Welcome to the show, bro. Man, I don't like doing these. Every time we talk on here now, it's like something terrible happened to the Eagles again. I don't know if I don't, this seems to be a bad thing for me. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe we should stop talking on here. Then maybe we'll fix the issue, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on, but this what is something that we've talked off air, offline a lot about. Mm-hmm. Just the dynamics in Philadelphia. You know, I've been able to educate you a little bit on the business side of the game that you may not get normally from the fan perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's been all good stuff. But we knew this was going to happen. Yep. Carson Wentz was drafted in the first round. He was the guy for Philadelphia. It was understood, the number two pick, that he was going to be the man. This was his team. In 2017, all things came to light. He was playing like he was supposed to. You had one of the best offensive lines that I've ever seen in my life Mm. and definitely played with, with three guys on there who have literally Hall of Fame talent. I'm not sure if Brandon Brooks will get there because of his injury, but you talk about Lane Johnson. You talk Mm. about Jason Kelsey. You're talking about Jason Peters, who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Those guys were locking stuff down, and Jason Peters even got hurt. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking about a running game that was balanced with Garrett Blunt, J.J., Corey Clement, so many guys that came in, a receiver group, Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, myself, Zach Ertz. Man, it was so many different guys that came together. To play for Yeah, it was like it, it couldn't have happened any better. And then you go and there's Philadelphia, you have this young quarterback from North Dakota who lived up to his potential, hmm. who played, looked damn near like a magician out there at times with some of the plays he was making. And you go back and you look at it, it's like, he should have been the MVP of the NFL. Hmm. The MVP, the best player in the NFL. Yeah, here we are, just a few years later, And now his time in Philadelphia has come to an end. What does that feel like to you being a fan of this game? And they can't see you visually, but you have a Carson Wentz picture in the background. We have a real stand over here. Like he's trying to hold back the tears. You have to tell me, (laughs) tell me how you feel it right now. Well, I mean, my phone has been blowing up all day. People like to some, for some reason, remind me that Carson got traded or, or, or remind me that the Eagles got somewhat of an uneven return. It seems like. And the first thing, I mean, every always my response is, I don't understand how we got here. Like, I don't understand you fast, you, you rewind five years. They gave up the five picks. They crowned him as the, as the franchise quarterback. They jettisoned Bradford, all good moves. And that I remember so clearly, like it was yesterday, that first touchdown to Jordan Matthews in the corner, which I know you were, you were not, you were in San Francisco at the time. I saw it though. I mean, I believe it was against Chicago, right? No, it was Cleveland for week Cleveland? one. Cleveland, oh, the week Cleveland one. I, just remember, I remember watching him make an amazing throw at Chicago. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, his first game ever was against RG3, Cleveland Browns. He throws this beautiful ball to the corner, and, and, and Matthews runs under it. And, like, it was just this feeling of, like, we got the guy. 
like like we finally got the guy you know a, a sheriff a, a dude to come in here and just sling the rock and and then to see and then he you know he turned in he fulfilled that he fulfilled the potential he turned into the guy the next year you the whole crew like you said he's playing like an mvp and even though he wasn't he was in there he was such a huge part of the team making it to the super bowl and, and doing everything that you guys compl- accomplished and to see just a few years later and i think it's also compounding because it's like yeah we lost him we also lost our head coach who won the super bowl we also lost the super bowl mvp like how did did this happen i know we'll get more to it later but it just speaks to just crazy organizational malpractice in my opinion but we we can get more to that later. well let's get straight to it i mean there's no need to play around we can make this thing short and sweet and direct i mean how do you get to this point i think that's hard for some people to understand Mm -hmm. because this business of football it's about relationships Mm -hmm. it's about trust it's about commitment it's about dedication and these things happen all the time in the real world you ever see someone this lovely couple like, man, everything's right. Mm. They, they balance each other. They work together so well. They get married. New job, new house, new car, kids coming. And then all of a sudden they're getting divorced. It's like, well, what happened? And how did it happen so fast? Well, there are some things that happened and it changes the, the dynamic of the relationship. And sometimes things go south. Mm. And, that's what, and that's what's happened in Philadelphia. When you look at the situation with Carson and the way he's been treated as a franchise quarterback and the way his play has been on the field as well. You know, I don't want to take all of the blame off of Carson because he's made some tough, some boneheaded throws at times. Yeah. He didn't play last year. When he's in a better situation, there weren't things. This wasn't the recipe for success this year. Mm -hmm. And Eagles fans have a hard time accepting this. But it wasn't because the team didn't try over the past few years. Guys have just been getting hurt or they just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So every year when I looked at that team on, on paper, I was like, this is a contender. This is the roster that is well built. Now, did it come to life all the time? No. That's the hard part about the NFL. But the reality of it is, I've always felt for my GMI and <laughs> players, I, that that was a well-built team that stood a chance. Now, you watch this Philadelphia team over the past few years, the guys who start week one are never there at the end. There's going to be true. at least there's going to be at least eight or nine starters that are gone. That's true. And so when what does that mean to Carson Wentz? Well, when you lose your offensive line, you lose that chemistry. You lose your strength. You're getting hit more. So therefore, you, your accuracy may not be the same. You have your receivers. You talk, talk about the beginning of the year. Imagine imagining Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson being out there together. And D-Jack starts off the year with a bang, looking like himself. Everything's hot. And then, boom, he's hurt. And it throws everything off. And it was like the perfect storm. And let's even – I'm skipping over a very important factor. I was about to say that when you, I, I think skip, it, I skip, I skip, it starts kind of before I really skipped over this. So let me back it up a little bit before I get back to week one. You pay the man. This is crazy. This is crazy. I, I'm, I, you paid the man, right? This is your guy. This is your guy. And people don't like to talk about this because they're like, oh, you should have competition. Da, 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 da. Listen, quarterbacks are sensitive 
people. Quarterbacks are the only people in that locker room, I don't care offense or defense, that can say, this is my team because of the position that they're in. Mm-hmm. And when you look at how Carson Wentz has been, and this isn't an attack on anyone because you know, I go to bat for Howie Rose. I like Howie. Howie's my guy, even though he traded me. I like him. Howie is my guy. I'm glad somebody does right now. Yeah, I like him. I'll I'll continue to defend him. Good, good, good. This is a terrible situation, but I'll I'll continue (laughs) to defend him. So when you look at what happened there and what it means, you I need help on the line. I need more weapons. And you draft a quarterback to back me up. That's frustrating as a player. Knowing that the previous season before, I was fighting and clawing and playing the best ball of my life considering the situation and doing all these things to fight for our team to get into the playoffs. And that's how I get rewarded. Right. Not by helping us find some more veteran players that can be healthy. Right. Again, we wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even be saying that if Alshon and DJack would have been healthy all year, that wouldn't even have been a point. Right. But if you're building a team, you have to realize Alshon, when was the last time Alshon and DJax were both healthy in the same season? Like that's not something that See, you that's can the just... thing about health though. You just never know. It can be one thing that can go wrong and it throw you off for the year. I agree. So my point is you can't go into a season saying you, you got to make decisions based on the fact that that is a variable. Right. And so what you, what you're saying, and I'm saying, is, I think is the same thing is that building the team and taking away such an important pick, not for putting aside the psychological effects of, of having that guy there with Carson, you know, you, you missed an opportunity to improve the, the, the group around him in case something happens, whether it be offensive line, whether it be, you know, whatever else that, that, that he missed out on this year. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at it from their perspective. If I'm Howie, I'm like, well, I drafted Jalen Rager and I drafted John Hightower. Instead and I drafted Jeff- instead of Jefferson Jefferson, right? Right. Yeah, 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 he, he missed out on that one. I thought the pick was Justin Jefferson myself. I'm not going to lie. I would have right. picked him. But you look at Jalen Rager, you look at John Hightower, you look at Quez Watkins, you're like, all right, I tried to invest in that position. Mm-hmm. Now, to Goblin. me, to me, oh, yeah, and he didn't even play. You know, yeah. sh- shout out to Goodwin Season. <laughs> you know, he has to take care of his family, all right? That's my dude right there. But the reality of it is that second-round pick is going to stand out over everyone else mm-hmm. because it wasn't a priority that you needed to win on the first Sunday of the year. Now, can you make an argument that, sure, Jalen Hurts is a guy that would be a great quarterback if Carson Wentz down because this concept that Carson Wentz is injury-prone is really a myth. He tore his ACL, and then he had back issues, mm-hmm. right? A serious back issue. Those are two injuries. Right. One only stopped him from playing at the end of the season. He was back the following year. And the other one, he was out for a little at the end of the playoffs the next year, but that was it. And then he got a concussion from a direct spear to the back of the head. Right, a dirty head. Like, that. there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. So this concept that, like, he's out there pieced together by glue and water, like, I'm not necessarily buying that, especially Mm -hmm. considering the way he takes care. He's been a victim of, like, just crazy, I'm not going to say freak accidents, but literally watching him die, the way he tore his ACL was a freak accident to me. I don't care what anyone says. Mm-hmm. Like the perfect storm of one person hitting you 
your leg either way, like getting kind of sandwiched in. I mean, that was like a freak accident. And he came in the next play and threw a touchdown. Like I know. He, will, he will be, you want to talk about Philadelphia? That's a Philadelphia play. Mm-hmm. But anyways, back to the subject and the task at hand. The situation wasn't the best for Carson. And I think it was frustrating. I think everyone was frustrated. And so what we have to understand is that sometimes all good things must come to an end. And if you're a quarterback, and, and this isn't even just Carson, if you're a quarterback, why would you want to be a part and Carson, and let me say this before I say that, Carson has never said anything publicly about wanting to be traded. Mm-hmm. He kept it all business, all behind closed doors, and now a trade happened. And I look at it like this. If I were a franchise quarterback, what franchise quarterback out here has to compete for their starting job? Mm-hmm. Because that's what it would be. Everyone's like, well, let them battle it out. Let them battle it out. I'm not battling anything out. Either it's my team or or I'm going to go somewhere where I know it can be my team. I'm not yeah. going to have to fight and prove to my team that I'm capable of doing it when y'all saw what I've been able to do, right? Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that, when you're a quarterback of a team and your team has proven that they'll draft someone high to put that pressure on you. And they didn't draft Torrey Smith from Maryland at quarterback. They drafted Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. That cat can ball. He has a huge name. Everyone knows him. Everyone loves him. Great personality. Great leader. Great teammate. Been through a lot. I love him as a player. I love him as a prospect. And you have someone that the minute you start playing bad is over your head. Like, no one ever said this year when Ben Roethlisberger started struggling, get Ben Roethlisberger off the field. You know, no one said get Jared Goff off of the field and put in the backup. It just doesn't happen for guys who are getting paid over a hundred million dollars. Right. So that can be very frustrating as a player. And who would want to go back to that situation? I just don't see that happening for anyone being comfortable in that situation. And it has nothing to do with Carson it has nothing to do with being soft. It has everything to do with wanting to be in a position where you could be the most successful in the environment where you feel like you're appreciated. Yep. Yep. Okay, well, let's get to the compensation. Let's let's get to the deal. So they, they traded him to the Colts. It's a third round pick, and then in, in this season, this draft, and then next year, if he plays well, well, it's a second round pick conditionally. But if he plays well, I think if he pays seventy five percent of the snaps and they make the playoffs, something like that, then or they make the playoffs, then it becomes a first round pick. So in essence, it's two. It's a second round pick and a third round pick is what we know of right now. What do you think of that? especially in light of what we've seen the market be for guys. So I agree with you a million percent. I think Carson is that dude. I think he's going to be incredible in Indianapolis, even though he had a bad season. He's a, he's a franchise quarterback. All those things, I agree with you. What do you think about that return then in light of a dude in Stafford who also great quarterback, also competitor, all those things, who returned, what was it? Two first round picks, a third round pick, and Jared Goff one of the dudes that you just mentioned as a friend, like, how does that happen? <laughs> what do you, what, what, what do you see as the, the differentiators there aside from the obvious? It's about leverage. Yeah. I feel like Matthew Stafford is a very underrated quarterback. I believe that he is one of the elite quarterbacks in the league and that's who the Rams wanted. So you go and when you, you, when you've identified your guy, those draft picks don't matter, mm-hmm. Like you're going to do what you have to do to get them. On the flip side of that, Carson Wentz was coming off of a down year 
it wasn't like he was and he had a big contract. So teams weren't going to be beating on the door to try to get him. I mm-hmm. believe the Colts won this trade. Oh, there's no and doubt. It's why? Because it's like no, little to no risk for them. You trade a second round pick and a third rounder, you said, right? Conditionally, yeah. Con- conditional, th- a conditional second round pick and a third rounder. Right. For sure, for, a third round. Yeah. For a guy that has proven that he can play at an MVP level. There are fans out here who want people to draft a guy who's never played a snap that has never that may never get to that level, but this is a guy who you've seen play at that level, and you get him for a second round pick. And if he stinks, that's all it took was a second round pick, and he's still young hmm. at the quarterback position. Like, come on now, Carson's gonna ball. Frank Reich knows how to use him. He knows what works best. They have a working relationship, and the biggest thing of all, they have trust. Hmm. They know each other. They trust each other. That is a huge difference make, maker when it comes to performing on Sundays. And the Colts are winning this because they're only getting rid of those two draft picks. And let's say they make the playoffs, right? And it, and Carson plays 70% of the snaps, and it becomes a first-rounder and a third-rounder for them to get in the first. If they make it far, that first-rounder is going to be a horrible pick anyway. <laughs> they're going to be That's picking at the they're going to be picking at the back end of the first round. Yep. So you think about it like that and their cap hit is only going to be $25 million for a starting quarterback when their guys are getting paid $40 million. I mean, it's crazy. Oh my goodness. That is a steal by the Indianapolis Colts. And I believe it's going to pay off. So, so you're saying you wouldn't necessarily bet if you just had that, you didn't know the player names. You wouldn't bet on a Pro Bowl quarterback who was an MVP, you know, MVP potential winner versus a second round pick. You would probably go with the Pro Bowl quarterback, you think? 1000%. I'm a huge mm. believer. And I you wish you were in the room with Howie thing. then. I wish you were in the room <laughs> last year because that's the exact decision that was confronting the Philadelphia Eagles front office last year. I don't know why you're laughing at me. But you have to think about it like this. They were looking at someone to protect. Their logic was... We're drafting this person because they can protect our franchise quarterback if anything ever happens. Like in a vacuum, maybe. Because he because he lived through it. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Carson was the should have been the MVP, and Nick Foles was a capable backup that came in and helped lead us to the promised land. Right. When most people, most people, when their starting quarterback goes down, everyone thinks they're gonna lose. There aren't many backups that you're like, all right, here we go. Right. And so that's something that they were able to live through. And I'm sure that was in the back of his mind Mm -hmm. when he made that decision. Now we know now it was a decision that probably disrupted the the team in the locker room a little bit, but real quick on that, like Carson also lived through it and and clearly had to deal with some, some stuff of the fact that his backup goes and wins the the Super Bowl MVP. I know he was super happy for him, but I'm just saying as a competitor, I'm, I'm sure that's something to deal with. And so how do you not have the awareness to see this dude lived through that as well? The same experience you did, you know, let's support him. But anyway, I was just clarifying you would go with, you know, with the franchise quarterback potentially over the second round pick. I, I just want to make sure that I'm <laughs> I not think crazy. What you said is important though. You want to know what the big difference is? The teams don't care. Yeah. They don't care about your feelings. They care about making the best roster possible. So if they view you as someone that could potentially get hurt, or right, or there could that's a concern of theirs. You're always looking 
in Baltimore, they like to say they like to draft the best player available. Hmm. Jalen Hurts at that time clearly was the best player available on their board. And they saw like, okay, we can go ahead and, and get this quarterback at this time. And I'm sure that's something that they had to prioritize going into it. Maybe they wanted to play with the offense a little more. You know, they fell in love with what the Saints were doing down there, whatever it may be. But they saw that as something that they wanted to do. And again, we know now it caused some friction between them, I'm sure. But the reality of it is, if you're a GM, you're able to defend your position of, I wanted to have a strong backup. Now, when you lose, the the team and the locker room is really fractured based on reports and things like that. Some guys may have their favorites. It is so, you know, and I felt bad for Carson in that situation because you don't treat your franchise quarterbacks that way. And we can use examples of, well, Brett Favre, they drafted Aaron Rodgers in the first round, right? Or they drafted 28. Exactly. That's that's my point. Like no one was young (laughs) when they were, Carson is 28 years old. They weren't, Brett Favre had gray hair when they drafted Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, all right? You know, and, and Aaron Rodgers is older now, too, mm-hmm. when they drafted his young guy. So his, he doesn't have to be ready to play in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. He can wait four or five years when his tender is up, and then they can move on from Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers bounced back, and people are like, well, if Carson was so tough, he can go and keep on playing like Aaron Rodgers did and be MVP. Aaron Rodgers is a grown man. Mm-hmm. Like, he's on the closer to the back end than the front end of his career. It just doesn't make any sense. And drafting a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers, the end ends near the time his contract would end. So it yeah. makes sense there to groom someone that way. But in Philadelphia at the time, that pick just doesn't make sense. But again, that's a part of the business. The biggest, the biggest issue to me, now that things are over, is like, what does this mean for Philadelphia going forward? It was a tough hit to the salary cap. That's going to hurt, I believe. Carson is the fourth or fifth has the fourth or fifth highest cap hit this year. And he's not going to be on a team. So that hurts (laughs) a team that's trying to that hurts for a team that's trying to get back to the title. Right. So now as a fan, you're thinking, oh, well, come on, let's be. Yeah. I mean, we're not getting back to a title like that. I mean, as a player, players don't that rebuilding stuff. The GMs and the coaches better keep that to themselves as players. You're trying to win. You're going to walk in there right now and tell Jason Kelsey or Lane Johnson. That we're re- that we're rebuilding right now. I know. I I, I agree with you. I'm just saying. Like in re- first of all, I hope Kelsey's there. But the decision making from the day after we lost to the Saints, the year after the Super Bowl, until today, has been on a downward trajectory to the point where I just don't think there's there's any. You you, you got rid of your coach. You got rid of the Super Bowl MVP. You got rid of now your co- franchise quarterback. Like every piece that was a pillar, a foundational pillar of that successful run, in addition to all the other guys you know, has just, has just kind of withered away, but I could, I could moan about this all day. I do want to hear your takes on how, and, and obviously a lot of people are talking about it, but like, what does this mean for Carson? I know you, you're very bullish on him moving forward. He's got his coach. Now he's got the O-line, the, the weapons. Talk a little bit about that fit for him on a positive note, going to, to a better situation for him. When Carson Wentz was at his best again, we in Philadelphia had a solid run game. We had a passing game that didn't rely on one individual. We had a strong defense. He had a great offensive line that could protect him. The Indianapolis Colts were the best team 
for any quarterback that wanted a chance to get their career back on track or to have the opportunity to compete for a championship to be there. Because there aren't many teams in the league where you're like, well, if they had a quarterback, they would be real contenders. Well, the what Indianapolis about the Bears? Colts, the Indianapolis Colts were that team. Well, what about the Bears, though? Everybody has made the assumption that it's so much better for him than the Bears situation, but isn't aren't they kind of similar? I mean, maybe not as good of an O-line, but a better defense, better, potentially better weapons. No, I wouldn't say the weapons are better there. Allen Robinson, unless they franchise him, he's not coming back there. Okay, yeah, you know? I guess that's true. I mean, so it's like you, you're not guaranteed to have anything there, you know, but mm-hmm. the Colts were – the Colts earned their way into the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? The Bears fell into the playoffs. So, you know, I think that's a team that can be talented, but you have to go there, and now you're competing with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. For right, the, yeah, the, for sure. For the division, right? You go to Indianapolis, you know, you're competing with Deshaun Watson and a Houston team that is trying to blow themselves up. <laughs> You're competing with the Titans, who are a very tough organization, and they know how to win right now, and the Jaguars, who are just there. Right. So if you're going to go somewhere, I think that's a, a great fit and a great division because even then, in the AFC South, you're going to be neck and neck with your opponents. But, you know, I, I love the situation for Carson. I think he's going to be successful there. I think he's going to be happy there, which is going to lead to him being more successful mm-hmm. even beyond that. And, you know, he's a Midwest guy. Like, I love it for him. You know, off day, he may go pheasant hunting or something up there. I don't know, <laughs> man. It, I, I love it for him. I love it for his family. And I love the change of scenery because, again, all good things must come to an end. And we don't take into account how a player's mental state hmm. can affect the way they're playing and what weighs on their mind. You know, and we have conversations, things that I obviously I'll never say in the media, but, like, just knowing how much this game means to him, how hard he works, and to see the way he's been treated like a villain hmm. and he's only ever gave his heart to the city of Philadelphia, both on and off the field. I mean, it, it's frustrating to see that, you know, for him. Now he's yeah, never said sure. anything about it, but I'm just telling you from an outsider why. So y'all are attacking this man. And I thought he was the definition of what a Philadelphia quarterback should look like. Well, know, he in terms is. And of also, his makeup, you know, you can't take the, I think if you, if you talk to a lot of true Eagle fans, they recognize that you might not hear that on the radio on, on, on certain channels or things like that. But I think a lot of people recognize what he's done for the community, what he's done through his food truck. Even last week, there was a, one of the new radio shows on 97.5 did a, a fundraiser for him, knowing he's leaving town and raised several thousand dollars for the AO one foundation. So people, I hope, remember his legacy as being a positive one. And I know I will personally, like he, you know, car, drafting Carson still giving up the five picks, everything that it was, was absolutely the right move and ended up in a, in a title, you know, on the team that you were on. So definitely hope he, he plays well and wish him the best, but it's going to hurt for a long time. Well, I'm glad you got to cry your heart out one more time. <laughs> He's going to do a great job in Indianapolis and I'm excited for Jalen hurts as well. And a lot of Philadelphia fans need to understand this isn't a picking and choosing one player. Like you have the opportunity to rally behind Jalen Hurts as well. You should be happy for Carson Wentz if you care about him as a fan. Mm -hmm. But if you're an Eagles fan as well, you should be excited about watching your next quarterback grow. And I'm saying that understanding that they could, could, they could draft the quarterback in the first round if they want to and start all the way over again. But I believe this, you know, I believe this. A short thing or a player with the potential is better than a draft pick. 
And that's the way I feel about Jalen Hurts. He has the ability to lead this team. He has the ability to play quarterback at a high level. He does some things you flat out can't teach. His agility, his arm strength, his balance, his toughness, his ability to bounce back. Like, that's a Philadelphia quarterback as well. Hmm. And I think he's going to do a great job of leading this organization. I hope Howard gives him the keys. But we know it's a new coach. A new coach could decide to go out and draft his guy. Hmm. And it's crazy because I'm saying this. I was the person that said, do not play Jalen Hurts. I said that, and I was clear with saying that. And it wasn't because I I never I didn't like Jalen Hurts the player. I've been open about loving Jalen Hurts the player. Right. It had everything to do with letting your franchise quarterback know who's in charge. And now look at where we are. Yeah. Fast forward to right now for Jalen Hurts. Is he going to get the pat on the back, the go ahead to let everyone know that he's the guy, mm-hmm. so that he doesn't feel the same way that Carson felt? Well, there's already reports that the Eagles have decided to bring in competition, so they're staying true to form and not and that can be okay as, as long as it's clear yeah because the tough way i get they didn't play they didn't pay Jalen a hundred million dollars right. right true right i hope selfishly for him that he gets that shot because he's been through the ringer the way they treated him at alabama with Tua was a tough situation and he handled it with class mm-hmm. he went to oklahoma he proved himself that he can play quarterback for real mm-hmm. and he did it and so i hope he gets that shot but he has to be ready for the competition. You know, when you're drafted in the second round, they aren't necessarily giving you the keys to the Bentley. Yeah. You know, you do have to earn that. But I feel like the way this team follows him, it gives him a chance to, to really be that guy. And I believe he has the ability to do it. So I'm looking forward to going to Philadelphia games next year. We're, I'm going to wish COVID away from here. So next year, hopefully, <laughs> going to a game and uh, seeing what how he does. Because I'm still a fan of the Eagles, right? I still have all the love in the world for the organization, even though I feel like they did Carson dirty. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's the business and the way it goes. And as players, you have to be able to balance the business side and remove your emotions from it. And I'm sure we'll be back here soon talking about another player. Yeah, this is good. This is cathartic. Who may be moved on that you love Mm -hmm. and you may cry about. And we'll see what happens. (laughs) And that player, I'm going to put his name out there. Eight six. Because there are trade rumors about my boy, Zach Ertz. And we'll see. I don't know. I, I feel like the same way I feel about. Carson is the same way I feel about Zaggers. If you're smiling happy, too much for me, right? Man? If, he's, if he's not happy there, or if you're not happy with him or going to extend him, which you should do for a player on his last year of his deal that you love, I think he should be an eagle for life. But if you aren't going to do that, let him go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's asked for a trade. I just only know the, the trade rumors that I saw. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Howie's a businessman. He's going he's gonna to swing some things. And we'll see how it plays out for Philadelphia, which I hope is all positive. But for now, we're going to jump off here. And you heard it here first. Carson Wentz will be back in top eight form next year. Take it to the top bank. Top eight. Let's go. I'll be there with him. <laughs> Peace. Appreciate you coming on the show, bro. Yeah.